Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Adam Cleary and Benjamin Richardson here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, any of the iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from for daily football podcasts. Yeah, I think it's the update, sir. But gents, we are gathered here today <laughs> to discuss... V-A-R. Oh, it had its first weekend yeah. in the Premier League, of course, this past weekend. And what, what do we all make of it? Uh, um, right. So, yeah. V-A-R is new in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. It's not new. We've had it for a number of years. Some leagues across Europe have had it for... Probably feels like forever now yeah. to them. It's quite normal, but... <sighs> right. <laughs> I've always said we get the punditry in this country that we deserve. Like, mm. we might watch Match of the Day and go, I can't believe that Martin Keogh is, like, <laughs> looking at his sense. own face in the back of a spoon and going, well, mm, every five minutes. But, like, <laughs> genuinely, the punditry we get kind of reflects the broad level of, like, football fan in this country. They don't do really think, want... Do you think we deserve Robbie Savage? No, I think we deserve Robbie Savage, but I think in this country we get the punditry we deserve. Do you think anybody deserve. deserves Robbie Savage? I think, no. a, I think a country that puts Piers Morgan on Good Morning Britain for years upon years That's upon years does deserve yep. to have to watch Robbie Savage yep. on Score Sunday. <laughs> they do deserve to have to watch his completely fake arguments with Chris Sutton in an attempt to, like, rile up a bit of interest. But, yeah. like, the thing about VAR is it comes with it, a complexity to footballing discussion and it becomes with it like a bottom line to things all of a sudden you can't just debate whether or not they meant it or whether or not it's ridiculous like everything now is black and white because you've got VAR the big mm-hmm. decisions either are or they aren't ref sees them in real time another nerd sees them in like super slow motion his three nerd helpers see them from other angles <laughs> in super slow motion you can't really get stuff wrong and for all the complaints about it hasn't really been a major incorrect decision using VAR yet like, certainly not it wasn't one in the in the World Cup when they did it not a massive one it's not been on the Premier League mm-hmm. yet um, and I just think <laughs> broadly speaking it's for it's for cops and grasses and I don't like it well, I, I think I agree now you said you said at the top of the show it's a burning issue I mm. think the embers of it have long since been extinguished we've been talking about VAR for what seems like an eternity mm. Um and the reason why we talk about VAR is because we can no longer talk about decisions because, as mm-hmm. you said, VAR yeah. completely black and white. So instead we have to have uh, a meta-analysis of is it a good thing for the game? Is it a bad thing for the game? Mm-hmm. I personally think the constant pursuit of perfection is a bad thing. I think yeah, it I agree, takes yeah, away... Yeah. I agree with Nuno Espirito Santos and a whole host of people within football mm-hmm. and without football at it. ruins what we love about the game, the spontaneity and the joy and 
the sense of pure emotion. The most I often think now, especially if you're a Man City fan, for example, you've already been burnt. If your sport club has been in the Champions League or you've been on the receiving end of a, like a VAR mm. turnaround, I think genuinely Man City fans now, because of that Sterling one in the Champions League, will probably celebrate every big goal. I mean, you know, your Man City... Only the first goal is really the bit where once you're up to three, four, five, six against everybody, you probably stop yep. caring. But the tense goals, the ones that make it 1 0 or the equalizers, all these really big emotional moments, you probably celebrate with just this little thing in the back of your mind going, looking, just quickly looking at the screens. I've got a terrible habit, which I picked up from having my fingers burnt, is whenever I go at the match, right, no matter how big the goal is, my brain instinctively makes me look so, at the linesman. Every yeah. time there's a goal, I always straight away look at the linesman yep. as, as I'm celebrating. Look at the linesman, look at the ref, and if like their body language is fine, then I'll sort of let myself go a bit. But when it's a number of seconds, you're like, oh, I kind of oh, have, the, I kind of have the opposite. Oh. I still get lost in the celebration, but whenever my teams concede, I just didn't remember when Croatia scored against England. And you're like, what? I thought Where's maybe, the maybe the there's some yeah. random hope that we can get some. Uh, respite from this yeah. goal. So Adam, you're a Newcastle fan. Um, Boy, so you maybe understand. I was speaking to one of our esteemed colleagues, Simon Gallagher, the other day, mm. and he was telling me how even when Sun- uh, Newcastle were beating Sunderland 5-1 in the pre-VR days, mm. he couldn't relax. He was convinced there was something wrong mm-hmm. and it was going to go backwards. Now, VR conditions fans to feel like that all the time, mm-hmm. even yeah. in the moments of joy. So and already we're seeing a subdued a genuine- reaction can't think of a worse prediction than to say it's going to turn all of us into sigh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> genuinely, as a damning indictment of, like, the enjoyment of the game goes, nothing has ever sent a chill down my spine quite like those words. It's... You're absolutely right, though. Like, we're all going to be conditioned to be like, right, yes, goal! But is it? Is it? Oh, hey! I guess that must have been a goal, we'll all say, like, five minutes later. It's, it's just... I know we were all told that when it comes in, it's don't get me wrong. I think the job they're doing, I don't want to like say it the officials here. I think bear, bear in mind, most things are checked before the celebrations have even mm-hmm. finished. Like yeah. the job they're doing has been excellent. I think like you've got the little list there of like yep. things that were VAR reviewed and how many of them were overturned. I think by and large for all the moaning that gets done about it, I think it has made decisions. There's no, better. there's no question that the system works. And for the, the most part, mm. um, things are now, we're, we are getting the correct decision mm. pretty much every single scenario, but it's just a question of whether we really need it. The fundamental problem with this is that so many there are so many rules in football compared to other sports. Like the, it's, I don't think people who don't well, watch a lot of other sports really appreciate the no. amount of yeah. rules in football compared to other similar sports are, are huge. And so many of them over the years have become in the interest of the game about interpretation. Like a lot of them involve intent or the objective. Like the handball thing, for example. Like the referee has to consider what they were trying to do in the moment, what they meant to do with it. A lot of red cards are about whether or not there was intent there, whether or not it was just, you know, you've kind of got to, you got to imply an unquantifiable decision into these rules which are supposed to be and, black and, and white. And people constantly compare it to tennis and the Hawkeye mm. system, but those... Well, goal line technology is applicable to the Hawkeye yeah. system because the ball's either in or it's out. It doesn't matter whether it's a millimetre. Mm. You, should, you but, should be but checking that's, that. But that's the only, the only way that like, video officials... That's the extent of video officials in mm. tennis. There are no marginal yeah. calls. It's either in or out. There's yeah. no. There's no. Did he mean it to hit? Yeah, it you, don't, you, don't get, you don't. You don't get. You don't get a like. A, you don't get thingied. What do you call it when you serve? You don't like get fault. a false. You don't get. A, yeah. You don't fault the serve because one of the officials has gone. Well, the intent was clearly to miss. <laughs> and then oh, I mean, was it though? Because he you know, does quite hit it quite least. That kind of player, he does hit it very low <laughs> to the net. You do but, have a. You do have a let when they do yeah. the, the, big, yeah. the funny buzzer. But that's. 
again, that's 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 embedded within the rules of tennis. But the problem is, there's so many rules that rely on, as you say, this this intent thing. That v- it's not that VAR is bad. It's that I think that by trying to apply these black and white yes or no definitive rulings to these rules, you're sort of exposing a wider problem in the rules of football. Because at no stage, really, in the rules of any game. Should we have started talking about intent or daylight between the attacker and the defender? Yeah. It should, so, it also, should literally only have ever been black and white rules, and you bring these things in to enforce them properly. But we've made so many rules about interpretation that now you just pass the interpretation on to someone who can look at it for a bit longer. Mm. It's weird. See, the thing you mentioned about interpretation is really important here because for, for a long, long time now, we've got used to decisions being different in different situations, depending on the referee's mm. particular view of that situation. Uh, and it, they haven't always been adhering directly to the laws of the game. But Correct, what, yeah. what VR has actually done is brought into focus some of the actual problems with those laws of the game, yeah, particularly yeah. with the handball law, which has been, I think, IFAB um, changed it this summer. Mm. So now they use the term, like, it has to be judged whether a player's not unnaturally made, made themselves bigger. Mm. Well, how on earth do you interpret that? Yeah. yeah. Um, Unless they literally show us a diagram of what the yeah, natural what, body what, position <laughs> is. And if you're ruled to be outside the natural like you, body position. If you're doing a YMCA or something, that's unnatural. But you could mm. also be doing that involuntarily. The problem is as well, like, again, you, the natural law you go down with this is you make the rule black and white. So mm. the, yeah, but, the, but the rules but, aren't, whereas VR is des- designed to be applied to clear and obvious decisions. Mm. And only for uh, situations as well, which maybe a lot of people don't necessarily realize. It's for penalties, whether one's given yeah. or not. Uh, Offside. Goal, offside and straight red cards. Yep. Oh, a mistake mistaken identity. identity yeah. yeah. Thing is, though, like I'd say, the, the only way you then fix that, if you're going down this route of AR, is you have to make sure everything is then black and white, and so the decisions are much which, easier. Which much I think means, make. what I think that means is that the laws need to be simplified, I which th- I think will take something away from the game in the long run. Yeah. That's, that's the problem, though, is if you simplify, let's say, for example, for the handball thing, they go, right, we're going to clarify a natural position. If your body is, let's say, top of my head let's say if your hands are above waist height they are deemed to be in a natural position if they're below waist height they're not in a natural position all of a sudden every time a defender is trying to block across yeah. he's going to do that stance the goalkeeper does and if it hits his arm he knows he gets away with it so all of a sudden everybody can handball in the area because they know precisely what the rules are which is why the intent thing was so important like if you've got your hand up because you're going for a throw in or you're going for it try to head the ball and hits it yeah fair enough that's a mistake but Cross is coming in, you just jump like that yeah, and accidentally it's, catch it's it. It's not an unnatural so, jumping position, Yeah, and this is, is this is one of the ways in which VAR could indirectly alter the fundamental uh, way mm. the game is played in much the same way that the offside rule did. Sorry, yeah. not the, the um, backpass rule. I saw a few people saying, oh, what? why don't we just get rid of the offside rule now? It's like, do you realise why that was brought in? <laughs> you would have teams would play three centre-forwards who were all seven foot and they would stand in the six-yard box. I was going to say, have you ever played five-a-side? Exactly. Yeah, you, Go, ever, stop goal-hanging. For some football games, old football games that used to allow you to turn offsides off and my lord, college. the weight changes again. If they turn off sides off, I think I can become a professional football player because I'm a professional goal hanger when you it comes to five You need to be tall side. and physical and that's it. No, I'm not physical. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's, um, there's a lot of protestations about uh, VAR. We saw uh, Danny Murphy over this weekend banging on about it on TalkSport. We've seen all different kinds of pundits coming out and either praising it or complaining about it. I think some complaints are not very justified. People who say it slows the game down it doesn't make any so sense. I wouldn't go so far as that. I mean, I've not, I've yet to be in a stadium when a VAR decision has happened, which I would caveat this for, because obviously when you're there, it's very different. Yeah, you watch it on yeah. television, they start giving you replays, they start, there's bits of insight to listen to. Your perception at times is probably not quite what it would be for the audience in the stadium. So I'm yet to be in a stadium for when this happens. However... I think, I think your perception of time in the stadium is warped anyway. Mm. There's anyone who's waiting for two minutes of stopping Oh, God, time. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 
So I think when you're waiting for a decision, it probably does feel like, yeah. again, when that, that Sterling goal went in against Tottenham and then the VAR review <laughs> ran around, that probably seemed like a million years. But it's just, I don't think it slows, from watching it on television, I don't think it disrupts the game right. too much. And in some situations, as we saw in both the Women's World Cup and the Men's World Cup the year before, genuinely, if it's a tight call... And it's you watch you've seen the replays and you're like, geez, I can't even figure this one out. The ref wants to go stand on the touchline and look at a screen for two or three minutes. L- happy to let yeah. them do it. You'd rather these decisions were right than we're just some, sort of those were that. some of the most dramatic moments in the World Cup. Yeah, but I think you'd, I think it become the World very the World quickly. Cup. I have to say, really was great for VAR. Yeah, like it, it genuinely excellent. added to a lot of the excitement no, and the drama. I thought all England fans agreed we liked VAR the moment it knocked Germany out of the World yes. Cup. Yes. Yes. But um, over this weekend, we had uh, Wolves being denied that winner against Leicester due to a, uh, I think it was Bolly handball. Um, We had the Jesus uh, goal ruled out, which is due to, I think, an armpit being offside. And of course, the the very fractional scapula. Uh, And Aguero's retaken penalty. But all in all, it didn't really interfere they in matches. They were all the correct decisions, yeah. though, weren't they? Uh, all, yeah. all of them were correct decisions. I know a lot of people moaned about the handball because they think the rule's ridiculous now. If it comes off the arm in any way whatsoever, you can't gain advantage from it. That's kind of fair enough. But people weren't arguing with the VAR there. They were arguing with the change to the handball. Yeah. Whereas people... the penalty was correctly given as a retake mm-hmm. because it was Rice who cleared the ball. And the offside was... I mean, I know it's that, but... That's offside. Like, then if it cost the team and it was offside, well, no, you right. If, if you if you score a goal by a millimeter, or you have a goal prevented by mm-hmm. a million, no, no one would complain about that. Would say, fair enough, it's either in or it's out. So why shouldn't it apply to offside? I guess is is the question. Now, I haven't had the privilege of being in the stadium with VAR either because I support Middlesbrough, <laughs> and um, much to my chagrin, VAR has not yet come to the Championship. Middlesbrough denied two goals. Should have had up the weekend. No yeah, but overall in the Premier League, did you were, win? No, I've lost one. No. Obviously. Oh, well, that's a sickener, isn't it? It is, yeah. But um, there was... Vard to bear. In the Premier League, there was 38 uh, incidents that reviewed with VAR, and we were only discussing three of them because they were overturned, and they mm. took more than 30 seconds. So you have to say, overall, in proportion, it's been a really efficient system, yeah, a really totally effective agree. system. So no, I don't, I don't agree. It's going to slow the game down at all. Now, in it's been in operation in the Bundesliga and Serie A for the past two years. Mm-hmm. In Italy... In the first season, there were a lot of complaints. That was quite slow. But that's back then they were operating the system where the referee had to go up the sidelines mm-hmm. and view the little thing and mm-hmm. then run back on. Do you have no communication with anybody else? Well, he had some communication, but... Enough to tell him to look at it, basically. Yeah, to not look to, at it. Not to give him any information. In Germany, they're operating a different system where I think they ended up in a situation where they found out the guy in the studio was a supporter of one of the clubs. <laughs> so, oh! And they also had... It, it, it's had teething problems, mm. let's say. Does it play like everything that. well, won't it? Yeah, in Germany, it was a fantastic situation. It was Mainz, and I forget who we were playing, but... Um, let's say Hoffenheim. It's always Hoffenheim. Mm. Yeah, it could have been Hoffenheim. But the, um, after the whistle had blown, the full-time whistle, the referee called them back on the pitch. I remember the ball, Even though the sprinkles had already started, going on, Mainz had to take a penalty. And this was described as absurd, but M- as it would be. Mm. But overall... I mean, the, the, the vast majority of decisions in Germany were right, and mm. there were no incidents, and it's become better. In Italy, they've tried to speed up the system. Uh, there's been complaints there as well. Uh, there was a situation, and Torino scored a goal, and it was against Udinese. It was disallowed for no reason, and there was no VAR check, so now they're asking for more VAR checks. So it's actually become part of a culture where we want, we want VAR, we're mm. used to it. We've heard VAR chance now, yeah. yeah. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, now, By da- the way, can I just say, uh, if that is a booking, players doing that should be a booking as well, 100%. in my opinion. That's 100%. already doing my head in. It's mostly for how bad they are depicting a square in mid-air. <laughs> va, va. What's this? This rainbow that's going to fix the problem. I remember there was a player in the FA Cup last year asking for Vibe. There was, was no VAR, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was really I think good. I think it might have been yes. uh... um, do you think, So you mentioned there that it's being, they've called for it more. Before we get into potentially removing elements of VAR, do you think it could be used in other areas? Or do you think the, the, the parameters that they've set now are the, the widest that they're ever going to be? I would like to see it used for football club ownership. <laughs> yes, yeah. you can review these decisions after the fact and look at a couple of different angles and decide that in actual fact this person should not yeah, win a football I'd club. I'd like but... it to be used retrospectively for when Middlesbrough were deducted three points in 1997 yeah. um, to, to confirm that they were virally infected and could not play that fixture against yeah. Blackburn Rovers. Um, I, no, I'd actually think I think it should be used for fewer. I don't think it should be used for offsides. Personally, I don't... Cause, because I think it's going to make... the the role of linesmen completely redundant. Mm. Because one thing I'm worried about now is that I, I don't know what you're supposed to do when the linesman flags. Because I think... I don't think they do at the minute. No, because you don't I, stop, do I, you? I think the, bene- the benefit is for the attacking team is to keep playing, mm. score a goal, and then see if it's given. Mm-hmm. If you stop, you might have might have denied yourself a really good opportunity. Likewise, if you're a defender as well, like you see the flag yeah. and you stop, you've got no idea whether that's going to be given or not. And of course, if you've stopped... And the goal's gone in. Would you point at the lines? In which case, it becomes a, an illegitimate. I goal, will. I will. Opinion. I will say though, this has been discussed. I can't remember who it was, but there was some two pundits who said they were talking about. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, if you see the linesman's flag up, do you just ignore it? You're supposed to play it through. And they were like, "Well, I'll put it this way, right? If I was still a player and the linesman puts his, I'm defending, right? And the linesman puts his flag up, and I go, oh, he's offside, so I stop." And the score goal, right? It's not me that's going to need to relearn the rule. It's not the linesman that's going to have to do it better. My manager will have me in on that Monday yeah. and he will knock me around senseless <laughs> until I promise to always play to the whistle. But I remember a few years ago, um, Arsenal playing against Barcelona at Newcomb. Robin Van Persie got sent off. I think it was a second yellow. Second yellow for pretending he couldn't hear. Well, he yeah, he said t- he couldn't hear he, the... For taking a shot when he was offside. Mm. 
So what what are they supposed well, to do? This, I was going to ask about this because I, I can't remember. I thought this was the pundit you were going to reference here. There was some pundits arguing and they, they really got carried away with it in terms of, okay, what if a player is played through, he's actually offside, but they don't give it. They let play go on. Mm. And then like another defender comes in and breaks his ankle because he, he he's well, the last man or whatever. If? And then, oh, was that still a red card or... I think that's getting a little bit away with it, getting a little bit carried away. But I think there, I, there are if, question if, marks. If they brought up that scenario, that's a, that's very easy to to fix. There is you still send the player off for violent conduct. That doesn't <laughs> matter whether the ball's in play or not. But they don't get a free kick for mm. it. Like that's genuinely when again, as, as I say, we get the punditry reserve in this country, and there's going to you've already mentioned Talksport. There's going to be a lot of pundits pretending they don't understand parts of this in order to get angry so you'll ring up a premium rate phone well. number and tell them they're wrong. <laughs> we are going to get an awful lot of that. There's going to be yep. people arguing about it till the cows come home when, as you say, well, we all know what the rule would be there. You'd send them off for violent conduct mm. and they would get a free kick for the offside. It's the whole, um, what if you score a goal? The other one I heard, I think, was what if you score a goal, which is subsequently ruled to be not a goal, but you take your shirt off in the celebration <laughs> and get books, and maybe that's a second yell. It's, it's honestly it's ridiculous. You, you've took your shirt off for a situation that shouldn't exist. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Well, Just, technically, you only get booked if you take your shirt off while celebrating a goal. So if the goal isn't given, you don't get booked. It's very, very easy to clear that one. I up. think just have a rule that you don't take your shirt off at any point during the match it's or any sh- item of clothing. It's Schrodinger's shirt. It's yeah, both on it and off at the same just time. On, on the subject of punditry, um, I think you're right for the most part, but it does seem like. Um, some of the pundits have really the embedded institutes of BBC and BT mm. Sport. They've all been Stockley Park mm. for the media indoctrination. Yeah. So some of them are suddenly now very much in favour of the... Uh, well, Alan Shearer is presenting videos about it. I, well, I watched, um, before we came in here, I watched Carragher, uh, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville doing their report on it for Sky. <laughs> and it, the fascinating thing I found out about that, along with Jamie Carragher hitting the red button to speak to the referee like it was a fruit machine, uh, was... There was a decision, I think it was a high foot, that they used to, to, to sort of give you an example for it. And Carragher and Neville completely disagreed on whether or not it should be... A, it was a yellow card decision, I think, on the field. Mm. And they completely disagreed whether or not it should be upgraded to a red card or just left as it is. And that, again, brings in the subjective yeah, nature of it all. Like I said at the top of this, the problem is not with VAR. The problem is with the rules in football. Mm-hmm. Before this technology came in, so many changes have been made for the for the good of the game in order to make the games flow, to make them safer. So many rules have been changed without the benefit of this technology. And as we say, they always go down to intent because you don't want you don't want players to be able to handle the ball in the box, but at the same time, you don't want players to be punished for what is a genuine mistake. So they bring in this idea of intent. You don't want players to not feel that they can make a tackle to honestly try and win the ball, but you don't want people to get injured at the same time. So you bring in intent. And the problem we've had is for years and years and years, and it's going to stay the same with VAR, right? The argument has always gone. Whenever whenever refereeing is consistent, right, people want it to be common sense. Or people, so whenever it's consistent, people want it to be, um, uh, what's, com, was it, what happened? Oh, I lost the word. You want consistent refereeing or you want common sense refereeing. Mm. And when it's, whenever a referee displays common sense, Oh, no, it's inconsistent. Inconsistent. You've been inconsistent yeah. with the decision. We want consistent referee and we don't want common sense referee. And then whenever a consistent decision is applied, which annoys people, they go, uh, common sense, we need common sense referee. <laughs> can't win. Example I always give is, uh, like, game, high tense, a tense game, right? The derby or something like that. Kicks off. In the first couple of seconds, somebody gets a little bit carried away, steams in to try and win the ball, takes a player out. Now, ever to start the game, everybody calm down. It's probably a yellow card offence, but to start the match, everyone's a bit on edge. You don't want to start doing this, so you don't book the player. Common sense refereeing. Half an hour later, the exact same title comes in from the other side, and you book them. Now, 
do you want consistent refereeing? So they both get a yellow card when you probably shouldn't really put the first one because you've got a whole game to manage. Or do you want consistent refereeing where everybody gets booked for the exact mm. same kind of challenge? And these are the kind of problems we always have with the rules in football. It's down to the, it's why we hate referees because they're the ones who have to make these decisions. And now VAR is going to come in and it's just going to highlight these rules that now don't need to be common sense because they can always be consistent. So the, the, the reaction to VAR now being in the Premier League, I mean, Danny Murphy was arguably calling for it to be scrapped when it comes can to... Can I call for Danny Murphy to be scrapped? You can, absolutely. Um, when people are talking about offside decisions being, being a millimetre or an inch, and as we've sort of gone into there. But there's also discussion of it being used in moderation, almost being used like a uh, an appeal or a challenge system where you get sort of three challenges per game. Would, would that make things better? Or fast, I think it? Sky fast. would absolutely lick their lips over that concept. Oh, God. I but mean, that would slow the game down. Yeah, the Another thing I've heard as well be... is people potentially advertising during the VAR checks, yeah. which I really don't want to see. This isn't American football. But yeah, do you think that, that could be the case? No, I think we either have it properly or we don't have it at all. It doesn't need to be a gimmick. Don't get me wrong. For banter purposes entirely, I'm yeah. in favour of that. But if you think... Bear in mind that everybody in the VAR nerd grass room is constantly reviewing things. It only brings them up when they're relevant. You add, let's say, a decision happens nerd in this grass room. Sorry, <laughs> it, a decision comes out, really, and then they've got to just, we've only got one challenge left, and they get together and have a little. Oh, is it worth? Oh, I don't know. Did you see? Oh, I think he did have a high foot. We might get him sent off. We challenge. Oh, I don't know. He looked like he might have won the ball. And he said, oh, uh, ref. Yes, we would actually yeah. like to go to VAR. VAR now, please, ref. We'd like to go. To <laughs> they that. have to spell out VAR on the bench. VAR, ref. We'd like to go to that, and then that takes a couple of minutes to get back. The decision gets made, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and then just oh, no. I mean, no. I'm inclined to agree with you because I sense that. If you know, if my team conceded a goal and we had some challenges remaining, you just sort of do it on the off chance. You, you, I don't. And would you have to specify? Would you say we're appealing because we believe this player's offside, or actually we think this player's got foul in the build-up? Yeah. Like it's I w- random. I think I'd have the assistant managers have to race to the referee first. And the thing like, you've got to remember Downs and uh, apologies to Sammy Lee, yeah. who'll never get employed <laughs> some, again. If some huge footballing injustice was done, right? And it could have been overturned by VAR, but a team just didn't challenge it. Would all the discussion around this not just be, well, there should be, if they can see there's a mistake, they shouldn't be waiting for these challenges. They should be helping the referee to do his job. Yeah, it's a, it's a question of why VAR was introduced in, mm. in the first place. And That's what, exactly it, yeah. And, and it wasn't to heighten the drama of the Premier League or football. Mm. It was because of the money involved is so high. The, con- the referees are under too much pressure and mm-hmm. can no longer afford to make mistakes. It's to make their jobs easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say so far it has. It definitely has. Um, I don't know whether we need it, though. Uh, so a final question for you, then, because this is what everyone keeps saying. Does it ruin the beautiful game? It changes it. I don't know if it ruins it. It's just changing the context of it, and it's something we'll have to get used to. I was going to say, will it be will it be something we just get used to, and in five years' time we'll be wondering how we ever well, got along without people, it? Or? People probably said the same thing about the offside law, yeah. about the back pass law, yeah. about substitutes, mm-hmm. about goal line technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I think in five years' time, we'll finally won't be talking about it as much. It's certainly ruining the enjoyment of football because it's all we ever hear about at this mm-hmm. point in time. But eventually it'll just become normalised. Mm. I think once the rules catch up with it as well, yeah. because now we've got these letter, we've got these right down the middle, microscopically correct decisions that are being applied to, as we say, a rule book that's been developed with intent and interpretation in mind. I think once the rules start to catch up with the technology, which again, invites its own problems because what do you do if you've got rules that are like dependent on the technology, what do you then do with all the leagues that don't have the technology? That's going to be a problem in of itself. But I think once the rules start to adapt to the fact that these decisions can be black and white a lot more than they used to be, we don't have to rely on interpretation That's a, that's a, that's a really pertinent and good point there, that, that 
the grass <laughs> grassroots football is going to be a, become a different game to mm. top level football, like even more so than Dad's it already bringing is. five video cameras to the <laughs> yeah. game. Well, you say that ever since VAR was introduced, what do we do if there's a tight shot in pool where we're not sure if someone's going to foul? Yeah, you get the slow mo camera over the top of the ball, don't you? So we can rewind it and see what was hit first. Even we've introduced VAR. So, I mean, if, look, we can do it at pool games at What Culture Towers. I don't get why, you know, Billy Big Bollocks down on Sunday League on a Sunday can't... Uh... Very quickly, do you think it will be extended to more of the English League? Because you mentioned it being involved in the Championship. I'm a, I think I'm a National think... League team supporter. Yeah, I, probably I don't sense that we'll get it anytime soon. I'll put it this well, way, right? do you have goal line technology in the National League? I don't think so. Because that is that is not sure. in the championship. I'm not, I don't think we got a goal like It's like all forms of technology when they used, used electronic scoreboards. Yeah. It was only in the top level. Tell you now, what, I think North Shields have got an electronic it'll scoreboard. Trickle down. It, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't until about 2008 that for Riverside Stadium had a scoreboard. So it was just constant mystery. You didn't know whether you're winning, losing, drawing. It was. Yeah, I find tense. it fascinating out of all this that with the VAR thing, obviously they show Actually, the. Station James Park didn't have a scoreboard until about three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> with the, they show up on the screen and they say well, when a review's happening, and I'm not sure if they show the footage or, or what the referees look, are looking at. But all I know is the only two grounds that don't do that are Anfield and Old Trafford because mm. they don't have a, a giant screen there. Yeah, which I don't is think. That, I don't think. Well, it helps to keep the fans informed of what's going on, but I don't if necessarily I like them showing the thing mm. because as we said we had all these decisions at least 35 of them that went that passed without incident without anybody really knowing about it and that we haven't been discussing ad nauseum all mm. weekend well I'm sure this is a debate that will roll on and on and we'll be back in here after next <laughs> yeah, weekend we'll. debating yet another, another controversial VAR decision but let us know your thoughts in the comment section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureFC in fact watch it there you can follow all three of us you can follow Adam Cleary at Adam Cleary C-L-E-R-V-A-R-Y you can follow Benjamin Richardson at uh, BAR3Bud. You can follow me at Adam Wilman. I said follow us all at WhatCultureFC and make sure you subscribe and like and share and all that sort of thing. My thanks to Adam and to Benjamin. Thank you for watching and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.